Hey there, guys. Welcome to another episode of The Job Pod by Beginning to Discover with me, Sam Winwood. Thank you very much for joining. Today is quite special because we've got a guy called Sam Fishwick, who is lovely, uh, and he's an operator at Hawkeye Technologies, which is super unique. If you don't know what Hawkeye Technology is, if you've ever watched uh, a tennis match uh, and the tennis player goes, oh, I want to see if that's in or out. That's Hawkeye Technology that does that. Same with cricket with LBWs, etc. and replays. Uh, what Sam does specifically as an operator is he operates the VAR system for football. So if you've ever wondered uh, who the ref is talking to in his little earpiece to find out whether it's offside or not, um, it's Sam. It's super unique role. Uh, it's an amazing story. And I just think it's super, super insightful. Uh, and it's a really good insight into what it takes to be an operator at Hawkeye. So I hope you enjoy and let us know your thoughts at the end. Thanks. Hey Sam, how are you doing mate? Hello Sam, I'm fine, thank you. Good. How are you? I'm very well, I'm very well. How are you coping in lockdown? Yeah, it's pretty good. Can't <laughs> complain at the moment, although it's raining, the weather was alright a few days ago, but it's a bit worse now. Yeah, I know. Um, so mate, you know all about Beginning to Discover and the job pod and what I'm trying to do. Um, yep. What, just, just as a bit of a, um, kind of an icebreaker, imagine, imagine my nan just walked into the room. Could you explain to her in 30 seconds what you do, please? Yeah, I've hoped she's watched a game of football before. Um, but <laughs> essentially, my my job with Hawkeye is I work in the in the UK football department. Uh, I'm a VAR replay operator. That's my primary role. Um, so basically, that involves working on Premier League, Champions League, and Europa League sort of fixtures and any FIFA tournaments in the summer. Uh, so I'll set up a, a match so the VAR technology is working, and then I'll sit with a referee during the match and help provide him with the angles and replays that he needs uh, in order to like review decisions based on the, the protocol that we operate under. Wow. That's pretty, that. much, that's that's... pretty much it in a nutshell. That's wicked. So how, tell me, mate, how on earth did you fall into such a position? Not entirely by accident, but um, not something I was expecting to sort of do when I, when I graduated. Um, so mm-hmm. my, my, my best mate, I lived in final year, uh, applied for Hawkeye just because he saw it while he was like looking around for jobs as we all were at that sort of time yeah um he applied and got a job and they wanted him to do GLT because obviously Hawkeye covers a lot of a lot of sports um but he, he was going to be based in the UK so he was doing football um doing goal line technology that, that we also provide as long along with some other services um and when he got the job then I applied um they originally were actually full, so I got a no, but then they reopened their applications. Um, I went for it again and got it, but because of the time it was, so sort of early 2018, VAR was really sort of taking off in other countries like Germany, Italy and Holland. They already had it and everyone was sort of knowing that other countries were going to follow, particularly the UK. Yeah. Um, so they wanted me to, to get on the VAR route really and sort of start training up learning all the Hawkeye software that we use for VAR. Um, and that's pretty much how I fell into it and haven't really looked back since I've been doing that for the last two and a bit years now. So That's wicked, mate. So t- 
just before to me, whilst you were at uni, did you study a particular subject to get into somewhere like Hawkeye? Um, so I did product design engineering at uni. I went to Loughborough. Um, product design engineering is a bit of a, a false name because people hear product design and presume that I just spent my whole time drawing and like doing product designer things. Um, yeah. It's actually not really much product design. The only reason it's given that name is because there's an element of product design every year in the course. So you'll do a module of something to do with product design, designing like a, a product basically. Uh, did yeah. obviously a few years during my time. Um, but it's it's actually just a bit of a mixture of different sort of engineering modules. So mm. there'll be some like engineering maths, but there was also some sort of like bits about materials and manufacturing and also some like project management stuff as well. So it's quite a, a rounded degree, really. It wasn't too specialised. So it sort of gave you an opportunity to sort of see what you liked and then mm. sort of see where you might want to take that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I graduated with yeah. 2-1, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I had a placement um, at GE, which is obviously a, a massive company. They do a lot of stuff. I was based in Leicester or just outside of Leicester, um, which meant I could actually live in Loughborough for another year. So I spent five years in Loughborough, no, four years in Loughborough in total. Yeah, four years. So quite a long stint there. But um, the place, the GE site that I worked at, um, I was a like project management intern there and they made pressure sensors. Um, at that site and I was in the aerospace department so it's pressure sensors that went on planes to like measure fuel pressure and air pressure stuff like that wow um that gave me like some obviously project management skills but I still came out of uni sort of not really sure what I was going to do with with those skills um yeah. I looked at like a few project management type roles didn't really have any any luck getting some of the ones I wanted I actually went for GE's one of GE's schemes um after I finished my internship there, I got through to like the interview stage and the assessment center, but I wasn't successful because, and to be fair, like I think anyone, anyone who was there could have got the job. It was, it was one of those assessment centers where you turned up and you're like, right, obviously this is a decent job because everyone's absolutely on it. Yeah. So that was a bit of a setback, but to be honest, like I'm not really, I don't really have any regrets of how things panned out because my job now is pretty fun and, there's obviously there's, there's some some drawbacks to it um sure but there's a lot of cool stuff that i get to do that some people would pay a lot of money to do and i get paid to do it so mm. that's pretty cool just to be able to say about yourself and your job i suppose definitely mate definitely um so going back to hawkeye and your degree i mean what other typical degrees do you find from people working at hawkeye are they all products and product design and engineering focused um i think there's there's a real mixture to be honest like one of the guys in my team has a phd in astrophysics i think wow um one of the other guys there's a couple guys who did physics i think one or two of us who did engineering um i'm trying to think what else everyone does to be honest i'm not too sure um but it's it's one of like the job itself like doesn't rely on any specific knowledge about any specific topic apart from Hawkeye's own software and like some sort of general ways of thinking that you need to have like a like a Hawkeye mindset mm. um, because a lot of Hawkeye well pretty much all the software that Hawkeye use to deliver its services is Hawkeye's own like we make our, make our own software we have our own guys who and devs who make code the software for us and then we have like a working relationship with them where they they make the software and release it 
and then yeah. we go and operate using it and then feedback to them if we have any problems or improvements and then that's sort of how things sort of evolve as time goes on like things get added like new features that the clients might want or things that we think might help us to make things uh, do things better and make our jobs a bit easier um but in terms of like specific things that like i learned at uni that i that i use every day i wouldn't say there's any any like lectures that i attended where i learned equations and stuff like that that i'm that i use today but i don't think there's many jobs in the world apart from medicine and stuff like that where you're going to use specific knowledge that you learn at university in your day-to-day life it was more just like um problem solving at Hawkeye is like the main thing that you need to be good at you need to just have a logical mindset so I guess you could say that when I was engineer doing my engineering degree um there was stuff that I learned about problem solving like how to attack a problem in terms of like breaking it down into like okay this is one part of it this is another part of it this is another part of it and then going through in sort of quite a linear way so with with Hawkeye like because we have essentially guys who are at a stadium on site so they'll be at say old trafford i'm a united fan so there's a game at united um there'll be a hot like two hawkeye vans there one with glt kit in it but it's basically like essentially an office in the back of like a mercedes sprinter um but with loads of pcs and a lot of tech in there and then there's another another van that essentially is just for sort of var and the, the other other bits and bobs that we do for the for the premier league um so there's guys on site who have to work with with all the with all the kit in the van, and then we have a connection back to Stockley Park, which is where I'm based most of the time, um, where we essentially can set up set up VAR, access the PCs that are at the stadium remotely, but also we have our own PCs on uh, on site at Stockley Park, which are running like most of the VAR related software. Mm. So with with the problem solving on that, like I have to just know how the how specific uh, bits of software work that that we use for Hawkeye, because um, obviously they they do a lot of other bits and bobs that I don't really touch for like other sports, for example. Mm. Even the GLT stuff, I don't know a great deal about because I'm not a specialist in GLT. What it does it stand for, GLT? Online technology. So oh, basically, okay. just tells you in the same way that in tennis, everyone knows Hawkeye when you watch the reviews on Wimbledon, whether the ball's in or out. It's the exact same sort of core technology in that it tells you where the ball is in a in a space um but this use obviously is to tell us whether the ball's crossed the line or not fair. so yeah that's that's pretty much what glt is yeah fair okay cool my other question mate, is you talk you you touched lightly upon um like coders and developers i was just wondering what other positions would there be in the typical hawkeye team for example how's it all structured um so th- yeah so there's there's basically you've got like the dev the dev and sort of product team they sort of deal with the actual technical aspects of writing code and um getting the software built and released so i don't i don't for example know how to code um i wish i did because it would be quite useful <laughs> just as a general skill but um yeah i don't know how to code but i do know how to in most cases fix the software or if not at least find out what's breaking it just through and that's not through like anything that I've learned before Hawkeye. That's just from being at Hawkeye. You you learn how things work and what what bits of software affects other bits of software and break, like stuff like that basically. Um, so in terms of other positions, so I'm sort of like I'm on an operator sort of level in the business, and then there's a team of us. So there's 
think there's 12 of us um, in the UK. So as in, we're the guys based in the UK who can operate VAR and then we operate Premier League games. But we'll also get sent away to Europe and elsewhere, which I can come on to later. Um, but then above me, I've got my manager, who's the project manager for like UK VAR. Um, so he'll he basically looks after us as a team, as a sort of line manager. Yeah. But then he also oversees the projects as a whole. He doesn't have as much technical expertise as like members of members of our team. So if anything goes wrong, ultimately, ultimately it's on people like me or my colleagues at my level to sort of fix the problems. But he's the he's the guy who sort of sat with the client in in the little room they have that sort of has a view into the main room on like a given like Saturday. Um, he'll just oversee everything that's going on and also be able to sort of tell the client if, if there's any issues or just basically just there to chat to them pretty much but then also he'll he'll be in charge of like project budgets and all the other project management type stuff that you would expect wow um and you have like guys who are sort of like directors who or mds who are like looking after specific regions so there's, there's quite a strange structure in some some ways because obviously we have different sports and different countries so some some guys like look after football within a few countries or regions and then some guys will look after a few sports within a few countries or regions depending on where it is like in asia there's quite a widespread of countries and sports so there's like one or two guys who would sort of look after that but when in the uk and europe there's like loads more going on because there's so many leagues with football and tennis and volleyball and cricket and yeah. rugby and so on so there's a lot more to sort of look after um so you have like kind of more more guys who are sort of at a director's level and they're, they're sort of their role is to just make sure that everything is sort of falling in line like everything's to the same standard across different countries so that when yeah. people yeah. buy a hawkeye product they're going to get the same thing that's sort of one of their main roles as i understand it anyway. are you guys over in america too yeah, so we have a team in America and more recently, like we've branched out into South America as well. So the guys in America do like crazy amounts of stuff. They do like, uh, I think they do baseball. Uh, I think they do, they do NASCAR. So they do like visual, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like they can, the technology allows um, them to scan cars in real time in NASCAR and see if there's been any modifications made to them. And like, I'm not super hot on NASCAR, but there's like quite a lot of rules about modifying cars, like around certain times during races. So basically, I think once the car starts, you can't make any changes to it to like whatever reason to make it faster, I guess. Um, so there's like image processing software that we can use to sort of look for pit, pit, uh, pit lane infringements to see if like stuff's been done to a car and then it will flag up for like the race officials to have a look at, which is pretty cool, but yeah. It's just a part of the business and like a product that I have no idea really like how it works or what it does. But I'm sure if, if someone were to show me, there'd be things in common with, with the stuff that we, we do in football that I'd probably be able to grasp quite quickly. But yeah, generally don't don't have much of an idea about that. I think you do ice hockey. I think that's like a VAR type, type thing they do. Obviously, there's loads of tennis that get played in America. We've more recently started doing golf as well. Um, I don't think we do any like shot tracking or anything like that but we do sort of like more of a video service with that so that i think last year at the masters we we had some sort of product where um like every single shot was made available to like the, the organizer or the host broadcaster through our 
our system so that they could basically like could watch any shot from any player at any given time, which was pretty cool. So there was, I think there was a lot of people working on that back in back in Basingstoke, which is where the company's based. That's so cool, man. There's a um, lot going on. Yeah, a lot going on. Um, Okay, cool. So and then talk- cricket as well in sort of like in North and well, not North America, but around the Caribbean. Obviously, there's loads of cricket there as well. So and obviously, yeah, most people know what, what Hawkeye do in cricket. Again, it's mainly ball tracking. That's the sort of core, the core thing we do. But we also do other bits as well. Yeah, crikey! Wow. Okay, cool. So, um, I mean, what do you enjoy most about working at Hawkeye, mate? Um, for me, like I love football, so getting to be feel like I'm a part of the Premier League and Champions League and Europa League and other competitions is like really cool. Um like getting to see myself on match of the day is pretty cool sometimes, depending on what what's happened in, in the actual in the actual match and what the outcome of the incident is and how like the public perceive it. But yeah, it's it's pretty cool like just being at the forefront of like things that people are actually talking about. Like Think about how many people, millions of people in the UK like care about football and like talk about it on Twitter and Facebook or whatever social media you want to use. Like being able to not influence, but having people talk about literally stuff that I did at work that day is pretty crazy when you think about it. Like most yeah. people just rock up to the office at 9am Monday to Friday and no one's writing on Twitter about what they did at their desk those 40 hours that week. Whereas I can spend like, eight hours at work on a Saturday and then all of a sudden like like Twitter's blowing up about my game and like I pressed buttons that appeared on the screen basically or I, I played footage that made the referee make a decision or the VAR make a decision that changed the, the outcome of the match which is pretty crazy when you think about it. Yeah, that is that is crazy. Yeah. I, think, I, I think I underestimated yeah. how much reach Hawkeye actually have and how much of an effect they have on pretty much a, a lot well yeah. a lot of sports um that's mad so who do you think this would be right for mate who's the kind of ideal person um the one thing i've not really mentioned a lot of as well is that with the premier league like um i just work at stockley park pretty much like 99 times out of 100 i'll, I'll just be at stockley park unless i'm needed desperately on site but because i'm needed quite not desperately, but I'm in high demand at Stockley Park, and normally don't really need to go anywhere else uh, because there's not lo- there's not a load of us with, our, with like my sort of skill base, especially with the with with VAR. Like a, a big thing with VAR is knowing is the client liking you and knowing you. So like knowing the referees and then being comfortable with like how I work, and, like just I know them, so I know, know, what, I know what to <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty decent to be fair. Um, so yeah, like. It's just take it takes a long time and you have to just do a lot of matches and practice matches before this all sort of took off or start of, well August last year was when the seat we went live for the first VAR matches but yeah um a lot of a lot of time goes into like just getting to know the refs and working with them getting used to how that how different referees react they're yeah. not all, obviously not all the same they have different mannerisms and they react differently under pressure some of them might need a bit more not help but um they might ask a few more questions or ask things differently to you Fair. um but one thing i'm not mentioned is like the travel so mm. with premier league like i said I'll, I'll be at stockley park most of the time but then for the uh, europa league and champions league games 
will will go to the stadium because that's the setup we have that's the contract we have with the client which is uefa mm. so we basically just have all the kit that we would have at stockley park in a van and that van is at the stadium so i'll be at the stadium doing the exact same job basically except just working out of a van rather than working in a in like a nice air-conditioned room which sometimes is great but sometimes it's not so great depending on where you are uh, so russia isn't isn't the warmest in december that wasn't wow. very warm we had the heaters on in the van for quite some time does this have the potential for you to go to well to work at like a world cup final for example I yeah think. so i i joined a little bit too late for russia which is the 2018 world cup obviously um because i started in uh i think feb 2018 so yeah i was a little bit too soon to be sort of ready for the world cup because obviously you need to a like english refs didn't really get picked for russia because it was var and the english refs didn't really have any experience with var in like a proper competitive format they obviously did started their training on it but hadn't really got to that stage so obviously that when they pick when they don't pick english refs all of a sudden like you're way less likely to get picked as an operator anyway because you don't know the foreign refs as well or at all in some cases and you might not speak their language anyway because obviously some refs will speak in spanish to their operator or french or whatever whatever language they choose yeah um, but yeah also i wasn't like technically ready for that yet because the world cup is probably like one of the most advanced var setups you can get because of there's like extra bells and whistles that we put on it for fifa because they want like more backup and extra people to help out to make decisions quicker and stuff like that um, but yeah, potentially, like if I were, if I were still at Hawkeye in a couple of years' time, which is quite possible, or in a yeah few years, few years' time for Qatar, then could quite quite easily be sent out to Qatar. Cool. Um, I this is this is super insightful, mate. My I'm I'm intrigued to find out what your best advice is for somebody wanting to work at Hawkeye. What would you say? be your best advice i'm terrible for getting sidetracked with uh with my no, no. but yeah in terms of uh what you actually need you need to be sort of happy to like have that aspect of travel in your life like it's it's really weird at the moment because i've been we've all been quarantined for like a month now so mm. i'm basically not been at work for a month it's been quite weird to go from like on a given month i might go away like two or three times to, to different countries so if you go away for a midweek match you might fly on a tuesday then have like a wednesday or thursday night game depending on what competition you're in and then come back sort of thursday or friday so you, your week sort of spent on a short trip away to like somewhere in europe so you need to have that sort of flexibility really as a sort of starting point before you start thinking about your skills because mm-hmm. um, it can be quite a just quite not quite draining in some ways just because like you might have to work hard and like stuff might not always work perfectly and you have to fix it and you're under obviously time pressure because the match isn't going to wait for you so you need to be ready for kickoff and sometimes it can be quite stressful in that aspect and then add into the fact that you've you've traveled to a foreign country and like you're not in your own bed and stuff like that it can it can weigh can weigh you down a little bit if you're not sort of like ready for that type of challenge um so you need to be quite sort of um energetic i suppose in that in that in that aspect need to be ready to just get on with stuff and like smash it out if, if necessary um like a get up and go attitude but then yeah coming more onto like the technical aspects i think it's a bit generic to say good with computers but 
you need to be one of those you you know if you if you think about yourself as a person whether you you like are good with technology or not as like a starting point like that's not to like blow my own trumpet but i've always been like yeah i kind of get how thing how most stuff works roughly like i can i'm not sat there in front of my laptop wondering how to like start this zoom meeting so i think if you if you fall into that category then maybe hawkeye's not going to be the greatest point for you to start just because you need to start, have a basic knowledge of like how how things work and like how to get things to work in terms of like computers and technology stuff like that um but even if you're not amazing i wasn't i was never amazing and i'm still not now at some things um to do with tech but even if you're not amazing you need to sort of have a a good problem solving mindset and a positive can do attitude to fixing things because sometimes i've had days at work where i've spent like eight hours trying to fix something and then not fixed it and had to come like go to go home come back the next day with a fresh mindset and like figure out what the problem is because at the end of the day if you don't fix it then you're gonna basically fail to deliver something and that's gonna either cause a public issue where like people basically know about it or if not it's gonna like potentially have financial consequences or like future business future business consequences to whoever your like, client is for that for that time um because obviously if you, you mess up or things don't work then the client's not going to be happy because they pay a lot of money to have off services and then if they're not running then as as anyone would you're going to going to be a bit cheesed off at that so you've got to you've have a, a good logical mindset to solving problems because essentially the problem most of the time will need solving otherwise someone's going to find out about it in one way or another mm. amazing yeah i'd say those are the two sort of main things really yeah sort of like a willingness to sort of travel and like um you don't mind going into the red a little bit sometimes but then to get something done but then you'll have like some easy days after that so it can be quite a quite sort of your work can be squashed into a shorter amount of time so I probably still average like same number of hours per year as like a desk job, but it might be a bit squashed together in places. And then I might have like a week off. So that can obviously be quite nice, but sometimes you need a week off because you've had like a real tough few days because you've done like a, a Saturday, Sunday in the Premier League, had Monday off, flown to somewhere on Tuesday, done a Champions League or Europa League match, come back and you've done the Saturday, Sunday again. And all before you know it, it's a lot's gone on in a week, basically. So it can be quite a lot in a short space of time. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, mate. Is there anything else you want to add? Because I actually think we've got plenty there. Um, not really, no. I think that's, that pretty much covers most of it. Mm. Um, if, yeah, if, if you like, if you really like a sport, then and you want to be involved in it, then like I'd say Hawkeye is a pretty good place to come. Because... Um, if, if you want to work at like the top end of that sport and help out with the officiating of it or some other stuff to go around it, then Hawkeye's definitely a place to start. Amazing. And obviously you get to work with like broadcasters and stuff like that. Like work, we work quite closely with like all the TV guys on site because obviously we need to provide that. They need to provide us with the camera feeds and we need to provide them with like our outputs for like goal line technology and VAR so they can see what's going on. So we work quite closely with them. So it's quite interesting to see their setups for like a live match on Sky, for example, because they bring their like big trucks and you get to go in them and speak to them and you're part of their setup and we're part of theirs. 
Um, so yeah, they're part of ours and we're part of theirs type thing. So it's pretty pretty cool in that sense as well. Wicked. And just on a a side note, do Hawkeye offer like internships and things like that and placements? Yeah, they do. So they, I think there's probably about, I think there's about four or five interns. There might be more than that. Um, that's just within UK football. So I don't know if they have other guys that um, go on and go abroad and do tennis and cricket and stuff like that. I think that I think they quite possibly do. I'm not too sure, but I know we have a few interns um, that sort of have helped out. They've come into Stockley Park actually in some cases and done some of the, the other sort of side bits um, that that we do at Stockley Park. So I've met a few of them. So yeah, there's definitely internships there that are available. And obviously there's there's one intern that I can think of. I'm sure there's many more that have done their internships and then come back and Hawkeye have said, yeah, we want you already and offered them jobs. Actually, there's another person that I can think of that has done that as well. So internships, definitely like a, a way into Hawkeye. Amazing. Thank you so much again. Um, I very much appreciate it. I'm going to put all the links and descriptions and stuff that we chatted about in the description yeah, sure. of the podcast. Um, but yeah, mate, honestly, thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much for tuning into that, guys. That was Sam Fishwick from Hawkeye Technologies. Super insightful, super unique role. If you like football, that is definitely the role for you. Um, please remember to like, share, subscribe, do all that social stuff. Give us a follow as well and pass this on to your friends. All the links, tips and descriptions and the things that we've discussed will be in our podcast description. Uh, and get in touch. Please drop me a note. It's sam at beginnerdiscover.com. If you've got any questions, I will happily answer them. I look forward to hearing from you. Cheers. Bye.